anniversary year, so it's 40th anniversary um, of the Anglo-Scottish Cup this month, uh, so the end of March. Um, so first off, I want to ask, what was the Anglo-Scottish Cup? Because I know it was like replaced, it was the replacement of the Texaco Cup, wasn't it, when Texaco decided to pull their sponsorship, so just kind of created a new competition, but... Uh, but I wasn't born until 1983, so tell me what was <laughs> the Anglo-Scottish Cup. Well, I saw any questions you told me to ask. I'm busy researching last night, doing my research, because I, because I, I'm, I, you know, I, I won it, and you know, we're still the holders because well, it has been played. I'll tell you that in a second. But I said, and I didn't know what it was till till I, I looked it last night. But obviously, you mentioned the Texaco Cup, so basically, the Anglo-Scottish Cup was, and I, I've only just found this out like last night. This the Anglo-Scottish Cup was formed. Uh, to replace the Texaco Cup, which was right in in in, 19, in the mid nineteen seventies, and it was to get Scottish teams to play against the English teams. That's why it was formed, um, and, and obviously when 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 we when we entered it, we entered it obviously um, in the pre season um, with, with English and Scottish teams. I presume it must have been Arthur Cox that would got got us in it, you know. And it was like a pre season tournament. We was we was in a group with Sheffield United, Grimsby, and Hull. And there was about, I think it was eight groups, and obviously some of the Scottish teams was in the other group, including the mighty Glasgow Rangers. Um, so, so basically, um, we was and we 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 actually won the group. We we in the preseason games, we, we won the group. So as then then as group winners, uh, we went into into the quarter final um, to to obviously to to, uh, to to be drawn Glasgow Rangers. And once again, you know, it's a two legged affair, um, you know, and 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 the previous. To us playing in it in in nineteen in nineteen eighty, uh, Nottingham Forest won it. You know, in nineteen seventy seven, they won it. Did you know that? Won it yeah, under Brian Clough? Previous winners. So there was only there was only St Mirren that won it that were actually Scottish, weren't there? The rest of the winners were, uh, I think, were, yeah, Forest, Bristol City, and Burnley. Um, yeah. And did you know after we'd won it in uh, in nineteen eighty that uh, it was then it was then obviously. We we we've still got the trophy, and it was then stopped. But then, do you know it was reintroduced back in 1987? Did you know that? No, I didn't know. It was reintroduced back in 1987. The winners of the English FA Cup played the winners of the Scottish Cup, and so that game. Who won the? I'm going to ask you. It's got to, you must. You've got to know this this answer, Dave. Who won the FA Cup in 1987? You were speaking to one of the winners recently. Coventry. <laughs> yeah. So Coventry City. Coventry City, I think it was a. I think they played against St Mirren because um, I think they won the Scottish Cup, and that, that was in nineteen. It was reintroduced in nineteen. I think nineteen eighty seven, eighty six, eighty seven. Um, they introduced it, and there was such a bad crowd in the first leg. The seven, second leg never happened. <laughs> so basically, it, 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 the competition started but finished within after one game. So we are the holders, and it's never been. You know, nobody's ever won it, and, and I'm pretty sure it, it, it's at the BT BT Net Stadium in the trophy cabinet when you first walk into the entrance. So with those first games, so you beat Sheffield United one uh, nil, yeah. drew three three with Grimsby, and drew one one yeah. with Hull. So yeah. did you approach those games as an actual tournament, or did it feel like a pre-season kind of tournament? We we played we we, we approached every game to win. Um, you know, under Arthur Cox, Dave. I mean, you know, he, he always said, and, and I remember now he'd say it before those games. We, if we if we enter a tournament, we enter it to win it. So it's a serious game. Obviously, in pre-season, you've got a squad 
15, 16, 17, 18 players. And, you know, Arthur would make it clear that nobody's place is guaranteed. No shirt is guaranteed, you know. Yeah. And and obviously, I was in the team with Ernie Moss, but there was Gary Simpson as a youngster, Keith Warwin, there was other players, you know, in there. And, and, and in regular threat, you know, if you don't perform, they take your shirt. And that's the way it was. So everybody was playing. But we had such a great team spirit, a great team morale, that full of, like I say, very experienced players that we were tough. You know, everybody must have hated to play against us. So, no, we entered it to win it. We, 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 we tried to win every game. And we was a great side, um, you know, in, in that particular team, which Arthur put together. So, no, we entered it to win it. And like I say, we won the group. Uh, and, and, and obviously, um, you know, managed to go through to play Glasgow Rangers. But um, I think it was three weeks before that game that Arthur Cox left. Before the Glasgow Rangers game, Arthur Cox left. Um, Went to Newcastle. He, he, yeah, he left. We'd we played Oxford away. Um we played Oxford away and we'd won. And on, on the way back, we, we, we heard the rumours. As we get off the bus, he, he, he said a farewell to everybody. Uh, and he did say to a couple of players like Phil Bonniman and Danny Wilson, I'll be in touch. Because I think he wanted to take them with him. And, uh, you know, he just said to me, good luck, son. You know, and uh, just keep what you're doing and hopefully you'll get to the top. And, you know, we shook hands and, and, and obviously he went away. But, you know, I mean, lots, lots of supporters won't know this, uh, Dave, but, I remember going up to Scotland and, of course, once again, we're playing at Glasgow Rangers, Ibrox, and you know they're going to pull a full side out. Mm. The ground then wasn't, it was, in, there was a lot of building works going on. So, you know, there was only the stands up behind each goal and the main stand at the, the front, where obviously it's really old stand, but the far stand was being built. So that was like a building site. Um, I still think there was a good crowd there. I still think probably 12,000, 15,000. Yeah, I think it was 15,000, I think. 15,000, yeah. Um, and once again, I remember, and not not, not lots of people know this, but we sat in the dressing room at um, half six, quarter to seven, half, I think it was half seven kickoff, and um, Frank's giving his talk. All of a sudden, the door opens. Guess who walks in? Who? Arthur Cox. Oh. <laughs> Arthur Cox walked in the dressing room, quarter seven, ten seven. Um, deadly silence. He walked in. Um, to this day, I'm pretty sure Frank didn't know that was going to happen. Um, I, I, you know, I might be wrong. He might have said, but I, I'm pretty sure he didn't because of the reaction of Frank. Frank just froze, looked. Everybody looked. Arthur Cox had that. You know, when, when he, he said to Brian Clough, when he spoke, you'd listen and you'd just stand still. He walked in and we all sat down. And uh, no, it was a couple of us kind of just walking around. You were kind of getting yourself really psyched up. And he, right, everybody sit down. And everybody sat down. <laughs> and he just said, I, had, I think you remember you said something like, you know, I got us into this competition. And like when I first had you at the start of pre-season, I told you, you enter competition, you enter it to win it. He said, you're great players. He said, go out there and, and do me proud because I, I built this team, you know, I put it together. Obviously, Frank's took over it now. He's the manager, give him respect. Blah, blah, blah. He said, I built this team. Go out there and obviously do me proud. And Chesterfield proud and walked out. <laughs> and of course... You know, Frank never said anything. Nobody said anything. And then Frank just carried on and, you know, and, and we, we, we went on and went out. <laughs> we went out and we kicked off, you know, and uh, you look at their team sheet and then they had, I'm pretty sure, Dave, that, you know, we beat them over two legs, but I'm pretty sure the team that they had, I think a few weeks after that, they played Celtic and beat Celtic with pretty much the same team. That's what I was led to believe, mm. you know, so. Yeah. There's a great, there's a great advert for cigarettes on the back, and uh... <laughs> the way things have changed. I mean, like Sandy Jardine and Tom Forsyth were the two centre halves that me and Ernie played against. Both were Scot, 
I think once again, sadly, Sandy, Sandy Jardin died recently, but they were both four Scottish internationals. Now, I would imagine they would have probably seven, eight. The goalkeeper was a Scottish international who, who I scored against. And uh, there, there was you know, Willie Johnson. I'm sure they had six or seven full Scottish internationals. Um, and it, they were very, very aggressive. Um, the, the, we had we had a, a good following, but their fans were very aggressive as well. And you know, the referee was was a bit weak. Um, but once again, you know, we, we, we scored early and, and and we went on to to hold them. They were, they were stunned by us because we was a good side. And we we came away with a one-one draw. And the thing was, we travelled back home that night. You know, we didn't get back home till about six o'clock next morning. <laughs> Yeah, most teams would have stayed in a hotel. We stayed in a hotel on the way there, but not on the way back. It was horrendous, you know. But once again, it was, yeah, to, to play there and to score. I mean, it was just incredible. You and, know, then the, it, the, uh, and then the return leg, it was like the bin, like the context of the time was that it was a Rangers' first kind of trip into England for about three years or something when they played yeah. Aston Villa and there'd been a bit of trouble against Aston Villa. Yeah. And then there was yeah. like about 5,000 Rangers fans that then were coming to Chesterfield, came to Chesterfield, and there was this kind of anticipation that there'd probably be trouble from the Rangers fans from that match. So do you remember the build-up to that game? I, I do remember it, because once again, it's a journey that I was on and I just enjoyed every day of it. I can remember. We went into training the same that morning. Obviously, Frank was managing. Frank tended to... Uh, Frank tended to kind of, you know, keep a lot of the Arthur Cox things. He was his first manager position, so he kept the side the same initially. And, um, he, you know, he kept, so we'd train in the morning. And I remember, Dave, going to the ground in the morning. I got there at about half nine, quarter to ten. And when we pulled into Saltergate, into the players' entrance, there must have been 150 Scottish fans all there with the flags and cans of beer, you know. And, um, and obviously... You know, a lot of them drunk at that time because all the pubs were shut. Basically, Chesterfield closed all the pubs because of the trouble, risk of the trouble. And at that time in the morning, there was a lot of them there. And we we got the cars with with your name and Chesterfield Football Club on. And I remember they were really not not they weren't abusive. They were just you know sending banter, calling us you know lunatics and things like that as we drove out the ground and we went to the grammar school to train. Mm. So we train and then um, once again we talked about the task ahead of us: one one draw. We're at home. Full house, and of course, I just, I just thought, wow, what an incredible, what incredible game this is going to be. I, I was just loving it. The kickoff couldn't come quick enough. Um, in fact, I, I, I went home after training for some reason. We went home. I forget what it was, but I remember going home with Ernie, travelling home. I can't remember why we changed it differently there. I went home to Mansfield, where I lived. Ernie lived at Mansfield as well, and Andy Kowalski. And um, I remember, Dave, you could see the floodlights from, from right from the, the motorway, the M1 motorway. And you could see the floodlights. And then it was switched on. And this would be about, yeah, I think we went on, we came back about four o'clock, five o'clock, it was dark. And it was switched on and it was lashing it down with rain. I remember driving down that road uh, in the car and I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to play Glasgow, Glasgow Rangers, full house, all my family were coming, my friends. A lot of people I worked with in the building trade a few years ago were Scottish, they were all coming. You know, we were playing against mighty Glasgow Rangers, you know, top European side. And, uh, you know, I, I, it was just, I was so excited. And we got there. And, and obviously, as the, as, the, as the kickoff closed, the crowd built up. And uh, I think there were more than 5,000 Rangers fans because I remember they filled the whole far side. And I think there was filled all the way around the ground, you know. And I went out there at half six, quarter seven for a warm up. And I walked out on my own. I'll never forget when I walked out in, in my blue Chesterfield shirt. The whole crowd, because they were all in there. I think they were all in there right from four or five o'clock whenever the gates opened. 
like in Italy, they tended to get there as early as they could. They'd all be drinking, obviously, with cans, because there must have been a large take cans in. I remember they sang the song as I walked out on my own spot. They were singing, spot the spot, the lunatic. And I walked out and I just thought, wow. <laughs> Following Glasgow Rangers. The last time Rangers supporters came south was in 1976, when they inflicted serious damage in and around Aston Villa's ground. This time, though, things went much more peacefully. The unlikely game they came to see was Rangers playing third division Chesterfield in an Anglo-Scottish cup tie. Yet such were the worries of both clubs and police that the Rangers manager made a personal appeal for a truce before the game. His retreat from the terraces was caused merely by over-enthusiasm. Both he and his players spent almost half an hour signing autographs and giving away souvenirs. Of course, if this goodwill gesture had failed, a big police operation had been laid on to keep control. Around 500 men had been brought in to protect the town and to ensure that the riots of 1976 were not repeated. It's the first time we've been in England for, for quite a few years. Uh, let's face it, we want to come back down to England and play. But we've got to show everybody, yourselves included, the TV people, uh, the rest of the media, that uh, we can't come down and behave ourselves. And that's just what they did, with only six arrests all evening. The rain helped, and so too did the embarrassing performance of the Scottish Premier League club. Chesterfield's first goal came from a corner. And having fallen once for that simple tactic, the Rangers' defence promptly fell for it again. It was Phil Bonniman's second goal. Ironically, he was a player discarded by Rangers five years ago. It might have been free when a Rangers player palmed the ball away from the goal, but the referee didn't spot it. But with the third division leaders carving up the Scottish defence, a third goal was inevitable. It came in the second half from Ernie Moss. And on a night when Scottish football looked more like school soccer, the final irony. A penalty for Rangers, saved by John Turner. By this time, though, the Tartan army had quietly retreated to their coaches. It won 3-0 at home against Rangers. So it was like 4-0 uh, on, uh, on aggregate. So yeah. did you get a chance then to enjoy that match? Because there must have been a point where you're like, oh, we're through now. So you, you've got, and normally in a match like that, it'd be really tense right through to the end. But did you actually get a chance to just enjoy it? Enjoyed every minute of it. I mean, once again, I, I swung a corner in after probably five, ten minutes. It went over the goalkeeper's head again, hit the post, came back, hit the other post, came out and Phil Bonniman, who was an ex-Rangers player, who was a brilliant player, he scored. So we, we go one nil up. So I could have scored direct from the corner in both legs against Glasgow Rangers. Imagine if that had happened. It would have been incredible. Uh, and then Phil scored again with two nil up. And of course, we, yeah, I mean... Their manager, John Gregg, the famous John Gregg, had been in the crowd handing all sheep, all the players had handing all autographs out and throwing stuff to try and calm them down and pleading that there's no trouble. So at 2-0, you know, there's something gone quiet. You start thinking, will there be a pitch invasion? The only way we're going to lose this game is if there's a pitch invasion, but it was a horrible night. It was raining really heavily. Um, and, and they had a penalty as well, which John Turner saved. Uh, I don't know if that was at 2-0 or if that was at 3-0, I can't remember, but Ernie... Ernie scored the third goal. The penalty, penalty might have been a 2-0, but Dave, when you're playing against a team like that, the game's never over. You know, you, you, you wouldn't tell them something like, take it easy. You, you, never, you want a fourth, you want a fifth, you want a sixth. You're with me.
you know, at, at the end of the game, we were just, um, I mean, we couldn't go anywhere at the end of the game, so we were short. <laughs> Normally we go to the Aquarius or the Adam and Eve, you know, and all the players would go together, have a few drinks and everything. We couldn't go anywhere because we were short. So I think we had a couple of beers at the ground and uh, and then just went home and came in the next day. And the next day we came in, obviously we got, we, were, we was in, in the race for the third division championship. So, we were kind of brought back down to earth, you know, preparing for the next game, which I think was Fulham, if I remember. Um, no, it, it was, yeah, I mean, things like that. You just, you were just, I mean, the fan, all the fans talk about it now, don't they? You know, it's something, you know, it's something that'll stick in people's minds. A lot of the fans flew to Glasgow. Yeah, right? I know John Crute, John Crute, who's one of the, you know, John's a lovely guy. He's involved in the, helping the club survive now, you know, and John, John flew to the game. You know, and uh, when I look at the plane, it was a really old plane they flew on. You know, and, and play, players fly to games now in all the Premier League. They fly everywhere. And we had to come back on the bus the next day. <laughs> you know, I think we got the next morning off when we played away. But no, it was incredible. Of course, we go through to the semi-final. You know, we're not yeah, through to the final. Against Berry, wasn't it? In the uh... Yeah, it was, Dave. And I, and I wasn't available because, because before that game, we played Blackburn Rovers in a massive... Uh, Massive promotion game at Saltgate. That's that's when, that's when obviously um, I, I I'd done my knee and um, I I had a cartilage operation in November, and I'm pretty sure those that that Berry game was was um, that Berry game was probably just before Christmas or just after Christmas. Two legs, um, Chester won. We won two one at Berry. I know that, and we drew one one at home to win. But I'm not sure when, when was that before Christmas or after Christmas. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was the second and the ninth of December. Yeah, so start start of December. Yeah, but I, I had a cartridge operation on November the um, November the sometime mid November. So I was ruled out for six weeks. Um, it was quite a serious injury, and so uh, I missed those both games. I think Gary Simpson uh, took my place, played in my place, and I was told that you know. He could take your place for good, like people would say, you know. But I just had to, you know, it was quite a serious injury at the time, um, a cartilage operation. You know, it was. Uh, I was in hospital for a week. Nowadays, you just have them done under arthroscope and you're out in a day. I was in hospital for a week in Manchester, you know, and, and my career was a bit in doubt, you know. So, but thankfully, with the help of, you know, the club and the physio, Steve Wanless, who was the physio then, who was brilliant, I uh, got back, back fit and... Um, I think I missed six weeks. I came back, obviously, just after Christmas, mid-January. On Tuesday night, Chesterfield had more to celebrate when they reached the final of the Anglo-Scottish Cup. Not the best of Chesterfield performances, but a memorable night for John Sturk here, getting his first goal for the club. Very equalised through Steve Johnson, but at the final whistle, it was a 3-2 aggregate win for Chesterfield, and they now meet Notts County in the final. I was there when we played Notts County and um, the first leg, obviously, we, you know, we, we drew Notts County for the first leg at home in front of 10,000 people, Dave, at yeah. Saltgate. That was Friday. <laughs> yeah, God, I was, I was, that was 24th of March, wasn't it? Great advert for a VCR in, in this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what, Dave? You're going to laugh, but I've still got all my programmes in the garage. I've got every one of them and I sometimes go through them to show the grandson, although he keeps saying to me, Popper, in the old days when you played football, and why are the pictures in black and white? <laughs> and it's funny because um, when I went back doing the coaching, I've gone back doing the coaching in the academy, there was a big article about me on Twitter, and it put Chesterfield legend uh, joins the um, academy. And Albie's on Twitter because he's got a lot of golf followers because he's doing really well all over the country in golf. And he saw it and he told the headmaster at school, because Albie's only nine, when I went to pick him up uh, before lockdown, he'd said to me, 
to the headmaster. The headmaster said, Albie came to me and said, you know what, my papa's a legend, just like Robin Hood. Just like... <laughs> you know? And of course, I saw that programme with the video recorder and all the old cars, you know, the photo of the cars and stuff. Yeah, and I, yeah, I know. I, know, I saw it when, when I... Was it 24th of March at Salter Game? Yeah, 24th, yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. Once again, we're playing Notts County, Dave, you know, and we're, we're a top team. My favourite part of the programme is they have a section where it's like, meet the referee, today's referee. And it says, yeah. uh, Pat Partridge, County Dunn. There he was. Um, it says, he's married uh, a farmer and interested in gardening and collecting neckties, which I think it's a... <laughs> Feature they should bring back for programmes <laughs> nowadays is the interest. He was a top referee, uh, Dave. He's refereed several cup finals and uh, international games. He was a top referee, Pat Partridge. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's still with us. You know, he probably not. He was one of the top referees, you know, like Jack Taylor and I'm trying to think who, who other ones there is. But he was a top referee, you know, well respected. And it was a big game. It's Anglo Scottish Cup final at Meadow Lane, uh, sorry, at Salty at the first leg and then the, the second leg there. Dave, they had, I'm not sure it was four or five full internationals. I know the goalkeeper, Radi Ivramaric, Ivramaric, was Croatian, Serbian. Yeah. Ray O'Brien, Republic of Ireland. Yeah. Serbian. Ray O'Brien was Republic of Ireland or Northern Ireland. Um, then they had Don Masson, who played in the World Cup finals for Scotland. He was a brilliant midfield player, Scottish international. Mm. And then they had uh, Rashid Harkook, who was a, a kind of really kind of really aggressive. Um, he was Algerian, I think he was. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure Ian McCulloch, who played up front, I think he'd had maybe played in the Scottish t- Scottish squad or some Scottish appearances. So they were, and they were they were doing well in the first division. There's the squad. Uh, Howard Wilkinson. Howard Wilkinson, former England manager, was manager, and they had Brian Kilclyde and Pedro Richards, the two centre-backs. And I tell you what, Dave, they were great players. I'd watched them and I knew I was going to be in for a tough battle. Both Brian Kilcline went on to play with Steam win the cup final at Coventry. Pedro Richards played several games at the top flight. Sadly, he died very young. Um, you know, obviously really had a, had, a, had a problem, but he was a great, they were great players. And um, they came to Saltgate, put a big following. And once again, that, that goal came from my corner. I, I think that, that goal, you can see it. It's on, it's, it's on, uh, it's online. Um, I, I swung a corner in. Which, which I used to quite and there was a bit of a scramble and it dropped down and it was Ernie who, who obviously got the finishing touch to it poked it in didn't he? yeah poked it in in front of the full crowd and you know we, they had chances and we had other chances but beating them at home 1-0 uh, it's not a big league to take to Meadow Lane um, but now going back to the final that was that was incredible because we lost our goalkeeper in the, the build up to the second leg yeah it was uh, what Paul Gregory making his debut Young Paul Gregory, who I'd kind of grown up with as a kid there, and uh, Paul was a good young lad, was again a great professional, great young goalkeeper, and he was thrown in the, you know, into the deep end at the second leg at Notts County. And once again, what would it be there? 15,000? I can't remember what the crowd would be. Like that, won't it? Yeah. Incredible. Full pack Meadow Lane uh, against the team who were hungry. They wanted to win it. Um, you know they were they were right off at us for the from the word go and Paul had some Paul made some great saves and um, eventually broke the deadlock. I, I think they scored in the second half and they um, which levelled it all off. So oh, so Notts County equalise um, and then it goes to extra time, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Which which I suppose when you win it makes it much more exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> after extra time, but 
That's the first time. That's the first time, Dave, I've ever played Extra Time. I think it's probably the last time I've ever played it because, um, you know, obviously you didn't have Extra Time then in the FA Cup and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, the Hoots crowd, they scored. Uh, it was 1-1, um, 1-1 on aggregate. So it goes straight to time. And the, the biggest fear was penalties. Because I remember thinking, you know, I, I didn't take penalties. And I, I, I was not really confident taking the penalty. And I, You know, because Alan Birch used to take them all. And I think then I was starting to think, God, I hope we don't go to penalties. Mm. But, you know, it, it could go either way. We sat on the pitch and Frank came across and we were chatting. And, you know, and once again, I'm sure their manager told them the same, that, you know, they could win it. We could win it, you know, one chance. And then obviously whoever takes the chance will, will win it. So, yeah, we, we go 15 minutes each way into extra time. And um, I think it ran to end. Um, and then, of course, it's, it's, I don't know, minute, minutes left of the second period of extra time. We've got a throw-in on the right-hand side. And the ball had come into me. And I was against, I think it was against Pedro Richards. And we'd kind of, a lot of verbal clashes together. You know, he was very aggressive and obviously I was learning to be aggressive so I could look after myself. I remember he came into me and I managed to turn him really well. It was like a bit of Dalgleish, you know, turned him, dropped the shoulder, turned him and I put the ball across and Alan Crawford, who would come on as a substitute, Alan was a great player, very small, um, but he used to score so many great goals with ghost in, you know, because people tend not to mark the little player and he, he, he sneaked in and he managed to get a foot on it and poke it in. And of course, what a goal. Out of nothing, really. And of course, we were just kind of, wow. You know, we went crazy. And um, I think they played a bit of stoppage time and, you know, they had a lot of pressure in the end, but we held on to win it, you know. And it was amazing. And so it was a jubilant Chesterfield team in the dressing room after the game, the club's first national trophy in their 115-year history, and especially satisfying for a manager in his first season, Frank Barlow. Oh, I'm delighted, delighted. I'm proud of the players as well, but certainly the result what we wanted because if you enter a competition, you enter it to win it. And it was very, very difficult tonight, wasn't it? Did you come here, though, believing that you could win it? You've got to come believing you can win it. We go Wherever we go, we believe we can. Sometimes we don't always fulfil that belief. And tonight we had a wee bit of a struggle, but in the end we got there. I believe it's the first time in over 100 years that Chesterfield have won anything. Is that true? I think that's true, yes. It's long overdue then, isn't it? Long overdue. I hope that tonight that they've got a taste of being winners and I think you can see from their faces that they've enjoyed it and that we can go on and make it a habit. Now the cup goes back to Chesterfield, any special plans? No special plans, I'd like to win on Saturday. They were devastated because they really wanted to win it, it's, it's a big trophy, you know, and uh, we walked up the steps and, you know, I've seen, I've seen it on video, you know, where, where we walk up the steps and get the cup and Chesterfield won the Anglo-Scottish Cup and You've probably seen the video, it was all in the bath after, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in, them, in them days, we always used to get in the bath, and in our days, I don't suppose it's allowed, you know. We used to get in the bath, and, and we got the cup, and we had champagne. And, uh, but no, it was incredible, absolutely incredible, to win the Anglo-Scottish Cup and to still have the trophy. Yeah. You know, never been played since, probably never be played again.